Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to this EM360 podcast. My name is Susan Walsh. I'm the fixer of dirty data, and I'm delighted to be your host on this podcast. I'm the founder and MD of The Classification Guru, a specialist data classification, taxonomy customization, and data cleansing consultancy. Now, in today's episode, I'm joined by Adam Aishmont, um, co-founder of Echo Analytics, and we're going to talk about why the time to invest in location intelligence is right now. So hi, Adam. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Susan. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm Adam, one of the co-founders of Echo Analytics and also the CEO of the company. Um, in general, what I do at a company, I wear a lot of different hats. When we first started out, I actually was in charge of our product. So I'm a bit of a data nerd. I'm in the industry right now for four years uh, so far and, and, and loving it. And um, day to day, uh, what I do is really helping our customers discover the power of location intelligence. That's why I'm here today. And what we do at uh, Echo Analytics is that we help our customers to better understand the physical world around them through data. So we collect lots of different data sets um, from uh, the open web, open source data sets. We buy a lot of private data sets as well. Um, in order to increase our clients' comprehension of the physical world. And we, in the process of doing so, we do a lot of, lot of heavy lifting for our customers. So it's not only data aggregation and, and cleaning, we also do a lot of processing, a lot of merging of different data sets in order to answer questions for them. Answer questions like, um, where are all of the shopping centers uh, around um, around Paris, for example, or um, where are all the commercial locations of fast food chains? Um, what are their shapes? Uh, what are the sizes of the of the buildings that they operate? And um, as well as how many people visit those locations or on on weekly or monthly basis? And where do they go next? How do they interact with the um, with other brands with with other commercial locations? So that that's what we do. Sounds great. And, uh, you know, being a co-founder, I'm sure you've had uh, a wild ride over the last uh, four years. So I can't wait to get into more of a discussion to find out what it's been like. Yeah. But to start with, um, why don't you tell us about location intelligence? What is it and, and why should organizations be using it? So location intelligence is basically a combination of different spatial data sets that help companies to gain an unfair competitive advantage by increasing their understanding of the physical environment that they operate in. And as a result of it, uh, really they uh, are able to make much better, faster and smarter decisions. You can think about it a little bit like uh, analytics that we have for the web, but for the real world. And so uh, we developed so many, uh, as a society, as a, as, a, as a kind of internet community, we developed so many tools over the years to analyze website traffic, to analyze things for all those kind of intangible things. Location intelligence does the same thing, literally in a physical space. So um, basically, uh, where are different, uh, different kind of retail locations, commercial locations out in the world, how people move, how people interact with them, 
location intelligence can be also about asset tracking. It, it, it's, it's a really, really broad space, I would say. Um, but yeah, that's that that's kind of what it does. Really bringing understanding about the, the the physical world, physical landscape. So, for example, a retailer could track where a customer is shopping and what you know where they're going next, or where they've come from, or the footfall in their own store. And um, that must be really powerful. And um, if you want to target specific customers or get them to stay longer in your store, for example, or even. Yeah. Like you know, for example, uh, checking if your store is in the right location. Yes, correct. It for if we would take retail as an example, all of this is all of this is right. Uh, checking, for example, where are stores of your competitors located? Where are they opening up new stores? Understanding the uh, footfall. Um, market share that you have in a specific uh, trade area, understanding dwell times, right? And yeah. location intelligence was really great about it. Um, is you can start asking really really smart questions after you start having some uh, location intelligence capabilities. Um, we have some customers that uh, started analyzing um, in their in their kind of luxury uh, outlets started analyzing dwell times of uh, their visitors their, versus the dwell time of the visitors of their competitor stores and started asking you know questions they never asked before what are the differences for example is our customers staying less in our stores because maybe the AC is uh, too cold or maybe is it too warm in the store? Um, is there something specific on display? Is there something else about the service that makes people stay longer? Is it the matter maybe of queue that is there? So you can start asking a lot of, lot of questions and start thinking, what are those different attributes? What impact do they have on your services or, or, or kind of your, your, your products that you're providing? It's uh, so that's, retail example alone but there are so many different things you can use location intelligence with uh, when you're a cpg company you can use it when you're an insurer when you run an e-commerce store um, when you're running advertising it's it's really the sky's the limit amazing and just for those listening that might not know what cpg uh, CPG is uh, consumer packaged goods so oh. or kind of other name maybe fmcg so fast yeah. moving consumer goods uh, so all you know, like basically everything you can buy in a supermarket, mostly. And, and why would organizations? Why should organizations be using this? If they're listening now, what would you say to them to encourage them to to use location intelligence? Very good point. What I think is extremely powerful is enlarging your scope of understanding the world. And, and that's the real power of location intelligence. It's starting to understand outside of your, um, your, your kind of regular scope of view. If, if you, uh, I, the example I really like to give is an example of Walmart. Um, so Walmart in the United States uh, has around 4.7 thousand stores. Uh, wow. Each of the stores is around uh, 16,000 uh, square meters. It's 180,000 square feet. If you look at the total 
landmass of the United States that Walmart stores are covering, it's zero followed by five more zeros, eight <laughs> percent of the yeah. land. Wow. So the question, how much value is there in understanding more about 99.99992% of the world? Yeah. And whether if you are a retailer or if you sell to retail uh, as a as your sorry, as your point of sale, if you run advertising based on different locations, the power in understanding more about this environment rather than keeping just to this you know like this little sliver that you know a lot about yeah. there is so much more that you know nothing about basically and that's 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 the power here sounds fascinating i think we could talk for hours on this yes but tell me the background of why echo analytics was founded and did you spot an unfulfilled need was it to solve a problem that you couldn't find a solution for Love to know more about that. So when me and my co-founders first started out kind of, you know, thinking about, about doing something, we, we, we got some first customers that were already working with specifically location data. So different kind of movement data or, or points of interest data and wanted to get some more enriched analysis of this because those data sets on on their own they're very very heavy very difficult to work with and what we started doing is is really trying to solve questions like for example how many people visit a store or how many people for example after seeing a billboard also go and 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 enter a fast food uh, chain for example and what we found out is that matching those different data sets was close to impossible yeah and we were starting thinking why right like what is happening are those data sets simply wrong is it is it just inaccurate and what we have found out in the in in, in, the, in the very beginning we we're getting different point of interest data sets and we started taking a deeper deeper look at them realizing that they simply are completely inaccurate on the small area because they were what we call today navigation grade so if you look at a at a point of interest when you're when you're looking for for a shop or for a restaurant right you're on your phone you're looking around and the pins are very often geocoded on the street right and the street address often is 50 to 250 meters away from actual location so when you're walking you know yourself you're looking around and you're trying to find one place as a human being uh, (laughs) you will find it right 50 meters it's a great data set for this it's a great data set for navigation however what we needed to do we needed to match different data sets to each other on a much larger scale we're talking millions of locations millions of 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 um uh, visits uh, we're talking also different uh, um, different shapes of buildings so it was very very difficult task to do so what we decided to create is something that today we call data science grade pois so those are pois that if you run big machine learning uh, kind of uh, operations or data science uh, on top of them 
you are able to do it with a much higher level of accuracy and precision. Right. And, and what does POI mean? POI is a point of interest. And as we define it, it is a physical location that is discoverable online and where people go offline in order to spend time or perform transactions. And as we're especially specifically focused on commercial POIs like clothing stores, restaurants, bars, and etc. Um, so what it means is that uh, our POI data set excludes all residential locations, for example. Um, as what we're focused on is really where, where do people spend time as a, again, larger, larger group. Fantastic. And, and you, you have been going for four years now, so you are clearly very successful at what you're doing and have a number of customers, I assume. Do, do you find those customers have common problems that need solving or, or is each project unique? Excellent question. I think it's it's a, a bit of both. In, in general, what is very interested, interesting in, in, in being in this space, for, for me at least, and I think for, for a lot of our uh, uh, my, my colleagues as well that work with me, is that you join, we join on calls with customers and we very often sell the same product, which is which is those data sets, but they solve very, very different problems for, yeah. for our customers. We have some customers that use the same data set for the site selection for and another customer that we use it for um, uh, trade area analysis, for example. Yeah. Um, kind of trying to solve different problems, but they're all related to kind of understanding the landscape around you and understanding the physical world and filling in the gaps in in your perception and very often either trying to ask better questions or or trying to run better ads or you know kind of so those are very often very very unique requests um, we have some customers that use our data for um, uh, network planning we have like we work with some airports and airlines that that want to understand um, travel patterns uh, on the larger scale, um, so using kind of the same data set that retailer also also can use to to understand kind of where to open the next store. You can also see where you should fly your plane. Um, so, very very different things. Wow, it sounds to me like a client might come to you and say, "Oh, I don't think you can help me," and you you say, "Hold my beer." <laughs> I've got the best data set here. I can pretty much tell you yes. what you need to know about your customers or your location. It's it sounds it sounds like you have the kind of keys to the kingdom of knowledge of location intelligence. I love it. That's what that's what we like to think uh, as well and we we really like helping, you know, customers that really want to understand understand more about uh, about their about their landscape. So I'm, I'm glad it sounds like this because this is what it is. I bet you all you continually surprise them with amazing insights that they would never have expected. I think I, I imagine that's a really rewarding result from what you do. Yeah, it's 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 kind of great to see all those different use cases. And I think that's actually what makes uh, the job, what makes my job so so interesting, because I very often join on the calls with those customers and, and doing this for four years now. I still get some requests and use cases that I've never ever thought of. Yeah, that that might be 
you know, remotely of interest to someone, or even the, the thing that somebody can be solving this kind of um, problem with. So I very often say that, you know, what we are selling is a little bit like, like Play-Doh, right? Like we <laughs> yeah. sell kind of a data set that, but the way in which our customers are able to, to shape it and what they're able to create from and the value they're able to drive is very often in their hands. Yeah. And it, it's very dependent on the, also in their ingenuity, but yeah, we do give them the keys. Oh, I love that. And in terms of all this data that you have, how, how do you collect that? And, and I guess there's a piece around user privacy. I mean, I kind of feel right now, like you probably know my shopping habits better than I do. So, yeah. so how does that all work? Well, I, I, I doubt it because what interests <laughs> us is really not uh, you as a, as a person, what okay. interests us is behavior of thousands of people, right? right. And so we never really do anything that can re-identify a single, a single individual, a single person, person. And that's uh, also something that we see a lot of our customers really, really appreciate that's the kind yeah. of focus that we have on privacy yeah um, and creating really aggregated solutions from many many different data sets that in the end give you a better picture of the world because also like a, if you think about it shopping behavior or shopping pattern of one person is very biased right it's, it's true to me biased it's especially it's... if you followed my shopping behavior <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> so so now it's uh, so that's not a point the point is really understanding the movements of of the entire population and having something that is highly highly representative removing as much bias as possible and that's something also I tell to all all our customers if you're looking for a data set without bias it doesn't um, it, it doesn't exist yeah um, there is always some bias in any single data set because a data set is is a uh, kind of you know you 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 try to imprint the real world on uh kind of the binary system and yeah i mean if you were talking about luxury goods earlier i mean there's going to be a natural bias towards the kind of people that shop yes in those stores you can't undo that bias that's just going to yes. happen yeah um, that is correct we're trying but, to we're trying to solve for it but it's uh yeah and that's and that's also a beauty in in kind of what we what we do is that it's an trying to understand the physical world with all their complexities and behavior of people in it, it's a, a never ending journey. It's, it's a, you know, we, we will be doing the same thing a hundred years from now, trying to understand why people do what they do and how they interact with, with, with places we'll, and physical locations. We'll never understand people fully, but it, mm. this sounds like a really great tool to help with, with, Yes. The, the basics of behavior but how how do you how do you get that information how do you know the footfall or us as little dots walking around is that yes. is that kind of cellular information or is it something else like how does that work yeah so first to understand footfall to places you actually need to understand the places themselves right um so kind of at echo what we provide to our customers are three different products free kind of basic data packages that we that we offer um, so the first one is called places so mm -hmm. this is our point of interest data set so this is a data set that we collect from just many different sources we buy data from a lot of uh, business directory companies different um, kind of places aggregators um, trying to really understand 
the POI coverage in the world. So that's the first thing and then yeah. doing it well and doing it precisely. Second thing we do is we have this other package that is called shapes. So for this, this is a 2D representation of a building in on the map, right? So yeah. if you would if you would draw kind of a, a building on a map, that's what, what a shape is. And how we do it is we buy satellite imagery. We have computer vision algorithms that are running on top of that and extracting information about, about, about buildings from this. Then this so is cool. kind of point of interest, obviously, as it says, it's a point, right? So it's just, yeah. just a point on the map. Shapes gives it some additional context. And then we have activity. Activity, which is a data set that answers the question, how many people visit a store on weekly, monthly basis, right? Where, where did it come from? Where did they go to in terms of what other brands do they visit, for example? And this is a data set that is a combination of a lot of different data sets. So yeah. we are getting aggregates of um, visits from 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 uh, mobile phones. This is information. This is a consented uh, kind of uh, data data feed from mobile users yeah. uh, on a smaller sample. And then what we are doing with this information, we are normalizing it to represent a total population. So we are also getting some data from telco operators because they have very very kind of inaccurate data in terms of, of granularity, but yeah. very large scale of it. And we're also getting data from census in order to better understand the, the, the movement. But everything that we do, we are uh, kind of not touching any personal information. Yeah. So we are, we are getting things that are already kind of pre-aggregated uh, yeah. within our, our methodology. And then we're further normalizing and those those data sets and that's something that's also very important for our clients that that uh, kind of what we do doesn't include any any personal information and is aggregated to a level and to an extent that is impossible basically to to to, to re-identify a a single person uh, from from the data set i certainly feel um reassured with that um, I was going to just say, like the that information must be really helpful for things like tourist attractions as well, like the Eiffel Tower or Big Ben in London. Looking at where people might be going and seeing, or or a theme park, which rides are people going on? Um, I just I'm just thinking the the my data brain is just getting really excited about all the different possibilities that you could use this data for. That is that is correct. So you know you know it's always. I think for for uh, tourist attractions, we we have a lot of lot of requests for for this understanding how people interact. For example, people which hot like if, if you stay at the Hilton, which hotel attract which which uh, tourist attraction are you most likely to visit versus if you're staying at a, oh, at wow. a breakfast somewhere? That is so right? cool. So it's different. Like, what are those people interested in? This is very, very interesting. And when you start aggregating data over time, the, the kind of the bigger sample you get, the more representative it gets. Um, you, can, you can draw some very interesting conclusions. That's amazing. So why would companies not use this data? What would stop a company from using this type of data? For a lot of companies, what stops them from actually using location intelligence is that they don't know that it exists. And that's also why I am here today, <laughs> right? To, oh, to, that's really to, 
interesting yeah let's and, spread and the word exactly exactly you know a lot of companies don't know that you can solve those problems that that they have with trade uh, area uh, optimization or site selection or any kind of you know marketing campaigns that they're running they can do it much much better much more efficiently with um, location intelligence so it's very often that they know exactly that they have this problem they've been solving in the same way for for years for decades but now there is this new way of of doing this and uh, and that's the biggest biggest um, blocker uh, out there for companies just lack lack of knowledge I, I have no doubt that that will change in the future Speaking of which, where do you see Echo and the location intelligence industry in a few years from now? So where we see Echo going is really what, what we will be doing. We will be creating more and more kind of specialized data packages for our customers. So right now we have those three packages that I mentioned, right? Places, shapes, activity. You can do already so much with it. However, we want to make sure that we bring the kind of more power of data to our customers, that we increase their data adoption, that we do more of the heavy lifting for them, even than what we are doing today. Um, so kind of that's where we'll be going. And and really what is in, in our mission in, in you know helping those companies better understand the physical world through data and innovate faster by, by doing so, uh, it's a never ending, it's a never ending mission. So as long as there are some industries and some customers that lack visibility on the physical world, that uh, are not sure about their, their environment, we will be creating data products and data packages to solve their, their problems. And so that's kind of where, where, where we are going regarding well, the sorry. I'm sorry. And you go. No, no, regarding like more location location space in general, what we will see, uh, there will be more privacy concerns. Uh, there will be more restrictions on, for sure, on, on data sharing, data collection. And what I think is very, very important is that we all learn much more on how to collect data without any what we call PII, so personally identifiable information. How can we share it in a way that brings value to, to customers, brings uh, value to, to different different organizations um, without sacrificing user privacy? So that that is that is something that is just extremely, extremely um, important moving forward. Well I am very excited to see where this goes in the future. Adam, thank you so much for all your great insights today. I mean, I could have spoken for hours more on this topic. Um, thank you to everyone who's been listening to our conversation. If you would like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to echoanalytics.io. That's echo-analytics.io. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech. That's on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head over to the website em360tech.com. Thanks very much. Thank you.